Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alex back again. This is episode 75. Alex, can you believe that we are coming in on episode 100 of Sackos? Yeah, it's like uh, the Matt Nagy of uh, podcasts here where he couldn't find one, so he tried to go get three quarters back. <laughs> that was a terrible I'm job. So, I'm so sorry. It got worse I'm over so time. I'm so sorry. No, I know. <laughs> I, I was like, you know what? Let's go for it. Um, I, sorry, dad brain. Uh, oh. Bad, bad. If people are still listening, thank you, because that was worthy of turning it off, probably. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> well, we have a fun episode lined up today. We're going to be talking some of our favorite sleepers for the 2021 fantasy football season. Uh, before we do get started, though, we had a YouTube question or a YouTube comment. Um, oh, basically asking a question. And I said I committed to answering it live on the podcast. So. Without further ado, Alex, I'm going to put it on you. Okay. 2021 fantasy football. Who would you prefer? Austin Eckler or Joe Mixon? Oh, I think it's Eckler by a pretty wide margin. Um, I I do think Joe Mixon's going to be good. I was going to say, I'm going to argue Joe Mixon here. Really? Let's do the showcase showdown. You you tell me why it's Austin Eckler. I'll tell you why it's Joe Mixon. Okay, so first of all, you can go check out our running back podcast that we've already recorded where I believe you can find that I said that Austin Eckler is going to be running back four on the year. Yeah, um, I have him ranked up there too. Yeah, he, he's going to be very, very good yeah. just, from a, just from a reception standpoint. Just to uh, talk real quick about Mixon, you, you have to be somewhat concerned about his injury history. Which which downgrades him at least a little bit, but there's nobody backing him up. There's no, 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 no. You're telling me why Eckler's the guy. I'm arguing no, the Joe I'm, Mixon. I'm, I'm going to kind of crap on Mixon here for a second okay. first. So there, there. I feel like there's more weapons to throw to in Cincinnati than there is in. Uh, I want to say San Diego, but on the Chargers. Um, so that that that's one reason. Um, I just think that that Eckler is going to have so many catches. I think he's going to have over 100 catches this year. And if he does that, there's no way that Mixon's going to be better than him. It's just not. There's just no way. Okay. Um, I disagree. Uh, well, you don't for, you don't totally disagree. You're no, just, I don't. you're just trying to argue just for argument's sake. I'm arguing for argument's sake. Yes, correct. Because I, I also have Austin Eckler ranked inside the top six at running back position. But uh, I don't know if this is, this is probably just going to further confuse the listener. Um, but I'm still going to go for it. Joe Mixon um, is going to be the guy in Cincinnati this season. It's true. Giovanni Bernard is gone. He's playing third downs on the Bucks under Bruce Arians. The third down, the third down back, cast patching back. I mean, who's it going to be if it's not Joe Mixon? Samaj P. Ryan? No. No. <laughs> Travion Williams? No. Chris Evans? No. It's Joe Mixon. Like, he's going to be the one, two, three. Four down, like he's a four down back. If they play, if they going on, if they're going on fourth down, Joe Mixon's in the game. He's he's going to be scraped off the field. It's I the, agree. It's most likely, I believe, in my opinion, going to be the best offense that he will have played on mm-hmm. to date. I think he is going to be looking at you know sealing off a lot of drives in the red zone. And he's the only guy there. If if you want to, if you're looking for safe volume, I think I would probably go Joe Mixon over Eckler. I think there's a case there anyway, especially when you talk goal line carries. Austin Eckler had one, one goal line carry last year. So I'm just saying. There is a case for Joe Mixon to be made. 
It's going to be the best offense he's played in. Giovanni Bernard is gone. He's a three down back, if not a four down back. Yep. Ah. Hey, I'm, I, 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 understand. I feel like, I feel like we're both higher in Mixon than most people are, honestly, because I am at 12, you am at 14. We hit consensus wise. He's our last RB one uh, at 12. Just talking about pure volume for Mixon real quick. If you just look at his carries through the first six games before he got hurt, 19, 16, 17, 25, 24, 18, and then he missed the rest of the season. But he was still catching the ball out of the backfield in those games with catches of one, four, two, six, six, and two. So if you're telling me that he's going to average, I don't know, 19 carries a game and three to four catches. So uh, you're talking 20 to 25 total touches. Easy. That's a lot. It's, and Gio's really gone. Good. I know. Hey, I I think it's closer than most people probably think it is. I just think Eckler is that much far above him um, from a ranking standpoint just because of the catches. But if if Mixon's going to have five catches a week, then sure. I mean, he, he has the potential to be a top five running back. I just I think that you are getting the perpetual injury discount on Joe Mixon. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, he got he was slept on last year because, I mean, he wasn't going. I, I feel like he's going about the same place as he is this year. Um, so it's one of those things where I just don't. I, I'm fine with taking Mixon and I, I will be perfectly happy with taking him in the middle of round two. RB 11 <laughs> is where he's currently going. Um, the 16th overall pick. Um, that's fine. That's a that's a good spot for him. Uh, he's going just in front of Antonio Gibson and Najee Harris, um, somewhere around the. Uh, so Eckler is actually running back ten, and that's Stephon Diggs, Hopkins, Mixon, DK Metcalf. So yeah, I, I like where he's going. I think he has tons of value. All right, with that, let's actually get it going. Let's run the drop. Let's do the intro. Let's sleep sleepers. <sighs> Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos. Jason and Alex back again here to talk sleepers this week. We got a great show lined up for you. Um, we're going to be talking our favorite running back and wide receiver sleepers specifically. Uh, we might throw in a couple on honorable mentions at the end. We'll yeah, see. May, maybe sprinkle in some quarterbacks. Oh, okay. Yeah. A oh, little, spr- right. little sprinkle. A little sprinky sprinkle. Um, but we're going to be talking through. We got, I think, three running backs, three receivers lined up. And then we'll see if we have time for, for more. So without further. Well, before we get into it, I'm going to debate Alex on what is a sleeper. Because <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to do that. Because so just, Alex's sleepers suck, first of all. <laughs> he was all like, no, they're not. They're being drafted before round 10. Man, no, you guys are so, going before round 10. They're not sleepers. They're not I'm sleepy ve- enough. I'm very, very glad you brought this up. So me and Jason are texting last night and I'm like. Why does like, your right, sleepers so- suck? So why? No, I, I said, what do you define as a sleeper? Are you defining it as somebody that's not being drafted or post around 10? No, because then they're garbage. Yeah, but that's what people that like you want to hit the home run at the end of the draft. That's what I consider a sleeper is somebody that people aren't paying attention to. They're like at the end of the draft, they're halfway or fully in the bag at that point and throwing darts at the wall and calling out Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley not knowing that they're not even rostered at this point. Instead, you're making the logical pick and, and sticking to the, to the guns, which is where I think you can win like Mark Andrews a couple years ago, wasn't getting drafted and turned out to be tight end four. Like that's, that's the sleeper that you're looking for. Okay. I view them more as if, if they're going in the mid rounds and I view a fantasy draft, when I say that a 12 team league uh, typically has 12 rounds of players followed by two rounds of kickers and defense. So if you're going in the 12 top half of the 
12 rounds of players. So six or, you know, sort of right in the middle. Then you need for me to call you a sleeper. I think you need to have just extremely massive upside, like league winning potential upside where you're talking like could be an RB one, could be a wide receiver one week to week. Um, maybe in the second half of the season or if injuries happen or whatever, whatever the yep. case may be. Or yep. if you're going in the, uh, you know, closer to what Alex is talking about in the second half, then I think it's, Hey, this guy could finish as like a really high end flex player, potentially low end running back to low end wide receiver too. And so the, that's kind of how I look at the sleepers. I'm okay with calling mid round guys sleepers if there's a chance that they just completely break out and win you a league so yeah no and and i think that's why this is actually gonna be good right because you're you're gonna be covering some of the guys that are going like round six seven eight and i'm gonna be covering guys that are going like nine ten eleven essentially right so like yeah. well kind of, it's almost kind of like a hey who should you be targeting in the in the later rounds it's almost kind of how this is going to work, which I think is somewhat useful if you're sitting there. You're like, oh, hey, I remember Jason mentioned something about this or, hey, how about this guy? So um, I actually think it's going to work out pretty well, even though we disagree on what we what we consider sleepers. Although last year, I think our sleepers consisted of like uh, Ola B.C. Johnson, uh, Alan Lazard, Larry Fitzgerald. Yours, um, mine, yours. Yeah, I, I can't remember any of your others, but yeah, it was it was pretty much trash last year. So we're I, I promise we're going to do a little bit better this year. Yeah, it was trash until I beat you in that board bet. Then it wasn't. Um. <laughs> anyway, first up, we have Trey Sermon. Over the last two years, the 49ers running backs have scored 57 touchdowns. It's a lot. Trey Sermon is or could be a league winner. You said, hold on, two years? Two 57? years, 57 touchdowns. Who is scoring all those touchdowns? So you have, <laughs> you have Tevin Coleman, you have Raheem Mostert, Jeff Jared Wilson, McKinnon, like Jeff Wilson. <laughs> like how, how the hell did they score that many? In that 2020, many they gained a combined 2,673 yards. Who? <laughs> combined. Who? 28 scores and 93 catches. That's very good. Okay, I'm just saying the freaking 49ers running back, if that's one person, oh my good man. Oh. Between, oh, oh. between four seasons at Oklahoma and Ohio State, Sermon rushed for almost 3,000 yards on 455 carries and 26 touchdowns. Do you want to hear the 49ers uh, schedule to end the season? Oh, please. Starting in week 11. So it's not even the end of the season. It's really like the second half. This this sounds like a David Montgomery thing from last year where it just kind of teed up and was just you were just salivating yes. about it. And, right? ev- and we told everybody go out and trade for David Montgomery. He's going to win your league. Guess what? David Montgomery won a lot of people their leagues. Starting in week 11. For the 49ers, Jacksonville, week 12. Uh, Tasty. Minnesota. Very tasty. Week 13, Seattle. That's fine. Week 14, Cincinnati. That's tasty. Week 15, Atlanta. Oh. Week 16. Is that in Atlanta? Uh, Not sure. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because if that's in a dome, light it up. You you prefer domes for playoffs? Yeah, all the time. Although San Francisco, the weather's fine, but it is at home in San Fran, okay. which is fine. It's fine. Uh, at Tennessee, also warm weather, but that's I fine. think that's fine. Yep. And then championship week at home against the Houston Texans. Oh my god! With potentially no Deshaun Watson. We might we might need to put uh, put some parental discretion on this web on this uh, podcast because that was not suitable for work. What's going to happen for those six weeks? That's going to be 
It's not six. That's going to be seven. great. It makes it even better. It's seven freaking weeks. Oh. And Trey Lance will be starting. Like, it's going to be... It's going to be and nasty. Raheem, Most- and Raheem-, Raheem Mostert will be hurt by then. He'll be on IR after week three. <laughs> so, in the first preseason game, Trey Sermon started. He played 10 of 12 first-team snaps. He ran a route on 8 of 10 dropbacks. Uh, he also subbed back in on a third and five after Wayne Gallman played the previous two downs. Is he the, is he the passing oh. down back off the, off the jump oh with Mostert God. out? You're going to need to give me a cigarette here. This well, is... here's, here's your cigarette to take you off the ledge. Uh, Trey Sermon missed week two with a very minor ankle injury. So he's a little banged up at the moment. But quite honestly, as a fantasy guy, especially one that does a little bit of analysis, I almost prefer that because when guys blow up the entire preseason, you know what happens? Their ADPs also blow up over the preseason. But Mostert is out as well. Um, the only thing I love more about Trey Sermon would be if if he if he was a keep if it was a keeper league, yeah, because all of his competitors are unrestricted free agents, yeah, next year. So even without it, I am. I mean, I have full confidence in Shanahan's ability to, like, if it came to it and he was splitting time, I fully believe that Trey Sermon will still be a startable flex worthy running back, like. That offense can support two running backs. I have no doubts, no questions about it. Yeah, and I was just going to say, kind of some of Shanahan's guys are not in town anymore, right? Between Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon, who they Gone. signed his first year there. So, and um, so just the fact that those two guys are gone, which were kind of the the pet projects for Shanahan or like their yeah. guys, but. You're going to tell me that, hey, because uh, even Mostert was kind of just like a flash in the pan guy a couple of years ago. They signed him to the extension after having a, a really good playoffs. Because um, he filled so in he, for McKinnon. Right. Um, and Tevin Coleman got hurt and all of a sudden Mostert was like their playoff running back sort of thing. So if you're going to tell me that Shanahan drafted his quarterback and his future running back in the same draft. um, I I like it because I trust him as an offensive coach, especially for running backs. And you just rattled off all the stats with those touchdowns and yardage. It's just trying to figure out who it is. So, I mean, hell, take both of them and you'll figure, like at least take, you know, it, are, are you against that strategy? So um, if you look at their ADPs currently, um, you can get them back to back rounds, right? Uh, so Raheem Mostert's going around six. Um, Mostert's going at the end around six. He's going as basically pick seventy, right? So you can you can get him later. Um, I uh, sermon is going in the eighth. Sermon's going in the middle of the eighth. He's currently going as pick ninety, like or pick ninety. Yeah, between that ninety and ninety two, like he, sermon yeah. is going in the middle of the eighth. I would much rather have. And you you can do it this way too. You know, last year with the Bills between Singletary and Moss, I just wanted whichever one was being drafted second. And that mm-hmm. I think that strategy also could apply to the 49ers. You just want whoever's picked second. Um, but with Trey Sermon currently going in the eighth right now, I think that that's just absolutely ridiculous, especially when you actually take a peek at his schedule and you see who he plays the last seven weeks of the season as he carries you on his back to the fantasy playoffs. So I am all about it. Yeah. So, so take both. If when in doubt, take both. That's a risky strategy, but if you can hit the 49ers running back and those are the only two they got, I, I don't love that strategy, but well, if Mostert's raging at the beginning and gets hurt and then sermon comes in and cleans up at the end, it's fine. I'd rather take Trey in the eighth. I would I would I lean totally elsewhere agree. in the sixth, and then I would take Trey in the eighth right now. I, I totally hope agree. to God that his ADP doesn't climb. Well, if he's hurt and they're gonna hide him, 
running back 35 off the board is Trey Sermon. Um, so that is one hell of a sleeper to add to your point of, hey, these are somebody that can win you a league. Um, and you're always looking for the later round running backs. And you're better off taking a shot with a rookie um, in the later rounds at the running back position than potentially taking a shot at an experienced running back. Yep. All right, moving on. Next up, we have Gus Edwards. Alex, I'm going (laughs) to let you pitch this one. What do you got on the Gus bus? You hate Gus Edwards. I do hate Gus Edwards. Why do you hate Gus Edwards? I hate Gus Edwards because all he does is drive a really big purple bus and park it in the middle of the damn road and get in the way of J.K. Dobbins being a breakout running back one. It's true. And quite frankly, it's extremely annoying. So I want it to end. I want the Gus bus to go back to the parking lot whence it came, never to be seen or heard of again. So I want I want the J.K. Dobbins show. I don't want Gus bus. I I get it. J.K. Dobbins was great at the beginning of last year, but Gus Edwards is not going anywhere. He's just not. So he's currently going at the beginning of round 10. He had the 19th most rushing yards last year in football. How many? Um, That's a good question. Give me one second. Uh, He had 723 yards last year. On 144 carries, average five words had 723 rushing yards. Yeah, that's correct. He averaged five yards a carry. I knew that the Ravens ran the most in football last season, but 723 bus yards. Yeah. Five yards a crack, 723 yards. I just want half of that to go to JK. Gus Edwards had more rushing attempts than J.K. Dobbins did last year. Do you, in what world do you think that that repeats itself in J.K. Dobbins year two? In um, what I world? I don't think that repeats itself, but I do think that they'll be within like 40 to 50 carries of each other. Okay. And I'll take and that. Keep, and, and keep in mind too. I'll make a board bet on that. You, th- you don't think they're within 50? Ki- Are you going to give me 50? Uh, <laughs> I'll take 40. I'll take 40. If, oh, well, if you're, I didn't even have to fight you on that. Yes. 40 carries okay. apart plus J.K. Dobbins. Okay. I'll, uh, yeah, I think they're going to be within 40 carries of each other. Assuming health that, for the both of them on the year. Yeah. Blah, blah, yep. blah. Uh, Mark Ingram had averaged nine touches each of the first five games of last year. God, was he trash doing it. True. So those are going to get split, I would say, relatively evenly between those two running backs. Baltimore averaged three more carries than any other team last year. Um, They're returning everybody. The offense is not changing. Gus Edwards is 238 pounds, and both Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins are 212 yards. So, me personally, I would not be surprised to see him turn more into the goal line back in this situation. I like touchdowns. I think Gus Edwards will have them this year. Gus Edwards is currently going running back 41. And he had the 19th most rushing yards last year. I don't, I don't get it. I love the value at the beginning of round 10. I, I, I mean, I think he's going to be... I think he's a flex player at worst, right? You're going to be able to plug him in there. He'll get you at least 10 touches. What he does with those, I mean, honestly, five yards a crack. So you're looking at 50 yards. If he falls in the end zone, that's a 10 plus point week. So that's fine. I'm fine with that value in round 10. Okay. Is there upside beyond that? I mean, maybe only in the fact that they're going to run the ball so much. And if J if JK Dobbins gets nicked up, then yeah, there's a ton of value there potentially. Now that is ba- that also includes an injury risk, right? But even without injury, he's still going to be productive. So yeah, I mean, is there, is there a glass ceiling there? Absolutely. 
but I think there's a ton of value where he's going currently. Yeah. And that's why he's going in the double digit rounds, you know? Yeah. But hey, a, a top 20 rusher last year going as running back 41. Um, whatever. I'll, I'll, de- I'll deal with that. I'll, I'll take that value there. And that's what sleepers are, right? They're guys that we perceive to be exceptional values in the draft. Yeah, and I and I think he has that. So just to give you some um a couple running backs that are going right before him uh right now. Uh James Connor uh is Gross. going at the beginning of round nine. Michael Carter is going in the beginning of round nine. Kenyon Drake. Um and then Trey Sermon really is is kind of the next running back there. We just talked about about him. So wow. yeah, I there. Devin Singletary is going after him. Naheem Hines is going after him. And so is Tony Pollard. So those are more like gadgety or slash handcuff guys. And I think Gus Edwards has standalone value without injury. Right. I agree. All right. Moving on. Next up, we have Javante Williams. The Broncos traded up to draft Devante or excuse me. The Broncos traded up to Devontae Adams, Javante Williams, the obvious future running back one in that offense. Melvin Gordon is an unrestricted free agent next year. However, he is in the way this year. He is only 28 years old. Melvin Gordon, that is. Um, Javante is looking, I think, at an exceptional future as the Denver Broncos running back one Mm -hmm. Um, this year. However, he's got to work his way into that role. The first preseason game, he had five carries, 29 yards. He did have a touchdown called back where he broke two tackles to get into the end zone. Had a heck of a a stiff arm. Um, Called back on a penalty. Okay. Second preseason game, much less uh, electric, shall we say. Seven carries, 20 yards against the Seattle Seahawks. Not really a whole lot there. Um, But if you're looking for somebody that could potentially ascend into that starter role over the second half of the season or take over in the event that Melvin Gordon gets injured, which if you've ever had Melvin Gordon on your fantasy team, you've dealt with a Melvin Gordon injury. How many uh, how many times do you think Melvin Gordon's played all 16 games in his career? Uh, this will be his uh, seventh season in the NFL. I would guess once. That is correct. Uh, games played uh, starting back at his rookie years, 14, 13, 16, 12, 12, and 15 last year. Yeah, he did only miss one week last year, so kudos to him for that. I did notice that. But still, the guy misses time. Um. And running back is a brutal position. I understand why they would. He's already missed time this preseason. He's out with a groin injury. Um, so Javante has had all the opportunity to get more snaps than he should or would otherwise be getting should Melvin Gordon be healthy. So I like that for him. Um, they're in a very conservative team with Vic Fangio being very defensively minded. Uh, He did compare Teddy Bridgewater to Tom Brady in terms of pocket presence, but, but refuses to call Teddy the quarterback, the starter there, which I think he will be week one, but we'll see. Um, But I think that that offense looks a lot better, especially with Cortland Sutton coming back. So you know what they say about teams with two quarterbacks, right? What's that? They have no quarterbacks. (laughs) Javante Williams is currently going as running back 27 off the board in the middle of the sixth round. He's going before the guys, the likes of Raheem Mostert, Melvin Gordon. He's currently being drafted in front of Melvin Gordon. Ronald Jones, James Robinson, and Damian Harris. That's, That's interesting for me. Um... He's really, I think, being drafted on his upside and on, the fact, and on the fact that Melvin Gordon is not playing. If, Mel, if Melvin Gordon was playing right now, I think Melvin Gordon would probably be going two to three rounds higher. 
but it's Javante Williams and it's the Javante Williams preseason show. Um, I just think if Melvin Gordon gets hurt, Javante Williams comes in, breaks some tackles, makes some stuff happen, gets to the end zone a couple times. There is a world where he secures the lead back position away from Melvin Gordon, who is 28. Yeah, can't you kind of see this backfield being that Javante is the kind of the on the ground guy and he's not really a pass catcher. I mean, his college catches were 8, 17 and 25 his three years there. Um, And Melvin Gordon is a clear, clear established pass catcher. Um, His career catches, uh, he has 256 uh, career catches for over 2000 yards. So he he's clearly a receipt. He's definitely more the more of a receiving threat in that offense. And so it wouldn't be surprised to see that be, hey, uh, Melvin's going to come in for a third round role. And, you know, once he gets hurt, then maybe that expands a little bit. So I, I do think he's being slightly drafted, um, definitely on his upside. I think you and me would both probably agree that we'd rather have Trey Sermon uh, in round eight. Uh, then Javante Williams in round six, um, just from a potential upside. But he's a name to keep your eye on because if he falls into round seven, then I think that there's, you know, you're getting some good value. And a lot of people are going to look and be like, who the hell is Javante Williams? And they'll take Melvin Gordon if they're not preparing because they know Melvin Gordon. They have no idea who Javante Williams is. Yes. Um the only thing I will say is <sighs> Melvin Gordon is 6'1", 220, 28 years old, has a ton of carries under his belt, like went to UW-Madison, had a ton of carries under his belt. Like, It's true. Lots of mileage. Not Frank Gore mileage, but... Uh, yeah, right. well, there's nobody. Nobody will ever touch <laughs> Frank Gore mileage. Um, I just, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point, if there's another injury, if his legs go, if we see that creep up on him and Javante is young, fresh there, they traded up to get him. I really think that he could be a thing, especially in the second half of the season, which it's a longer season this season. And I think that that will also matter. So. Yeah, and and to me, this is kind of a coin flip between the two guys, right? Because uh, over the last five years, uh, Melvin Gordon has not had less than eight rushing touchdowns. Um, so the 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 production's always been there from Melvin. So I don't know if it's just going to completely dry up, and that would be the the factor that would hold Javante back, uh, at least marginally. Is just that Melvin Gordon's there, and they're paying him a lot of money, and they're going to want to use him and. If this is the last year that that he can perform for them, um, they might choose to run him in the ground and, and keep a rookie a little fresher that can learn the offense and then maybe next year explode. Um, but I, I do think that there is upside for sure there. Yeah, I think that's what we're witnessing for both Javante Williams and Trey Sermon is I would expect very solid 2021s with explosive 2022s because both guys have all of their competition as unrestricted free agents at the end of the year. So yeah, um, I am drafting the hell out of the both of them in every keeper league I can um, yeah. for that reason. Yep. But all right, that's going to wrap it up for Javante. Alex, why don't you lead the way on Brandon cooks? <laughs> My guy, I had him high last year. I'm high on him again this year. Uh, he's going at the end of round eight. Currently wide receiver 41. It's going pick 94. 94? Like, like I, I don't know what this guy did or whose mom. Like, I don't know if he like went on like a, a nationwide like MILF hunt or what was going on. You know what he like, did? What did he do? He's not, he doesn't have the big flashy social media presence that all these other number one receiver divas have. And he doesn't attract all the offensive off-season attention. He doesn't do it. And he doesn't do it during the season either. He just kind of goes about his business, 
being a wide receiver one. Multiple teams have traded have traded first round picks for the guy. He's kind of been he's kind of a journeyman wide receiver, and he's only twenty eight sort of thing. He wow. uh, had has a thousand yards in five of the last six years. You know, ho hum, uh, wide receiver forty one thousand yards five of six years the math doesn't make sense he could be playing with deshaun watson we still don't know what the status of him is and you know what deshaun watson has done with his wide receiver ones going back to hopkins and even will fuller last year before he got suspended their backup is tyrod taylor we talked about tyrod taylor last year and him not really supporting uh wide receiver ones but who else do they have like I mean, Jason, we did this with Detroit. Could you name another like two pass catchers for the for the Houston Texans? It's just like there's nobody else there. Uh, there's literally nobody. Texans depth chart receivers. Well, the only one I know is Anthony Miller because I'm a Bears fan. Yeah, and he already separated his shoulder again. There you go. Uh, other than that, they do have the Kiyuti on the team. Kiki? Yes. But that's that's those are the only two I know. Who am I missing? Nobody. There's nobody else there. There's not Let's even see. a tight like a there's not even like a legit tight end there. They Jordan Chris Akins is there. Yeah, no thanks. Andre Roberts. Like there's just there's nobody else there. Even if Deshaun Watson's not playing, the game script is going to favor Brandon Cooks to put up points because they're going to be throwing when they're down. There's no way that he does not have a thousand yard season this year, regardless of who his quarterback is. The only thing that I would say is that he's one hit away from not being in the NFL anymore because he does have those concussion issues. So hopefully that doesn't happen and he can stay healthy. He stayed healthy last year. So I, I just don't I don't understand why he's going as late as he is. I think he's insane value going as late as he is um, and somebody that I will be targeting in pretty much every draft. So end of the eighth round, wide receiver 41, Brandon Cooks. I don't understand the disrespect. Last year, he finished as wide receiver 15 in half PPR. Um, and now everybody thinks that He's a wide receiver 40. Again, Cincinnati and Tennessee, the last two weeks of last year, while Fuller no was... Fuller. Yep. I was going to say, while well, Will Fuller was suspended and he was serving as the team's wide receiver one, he finished with 26 targets, 18 catches, more than 300 receiving yards, and three scores. Okay. That'll play. Like... The guy could absolutely blast off and be a, that's I mean, that's a wide receiver. Those are back to back wide receiver one weeks. Um, yep. And he's going to have that if the Sean plays. But no doubt that is that's the question, though. Will Deshaun Watson be the quarterback of the Houston Texans this season? I can't believe they haven't said we're we're, we're filming this on August 23rd and there is no news. He's listed as fourth on their depth chart. Like how how is they do how are they doing this? No idea. Per ESPN, Watson could spend the 2021 season on the Texans' 53-man roster as a healthy scratch each week. The NFL has not put any restrictions on Watson during training camp as the investigation proceeds. Um, like that's cr- just suspend it indefinitely well, it's, or it's, so, like. It's not even that. They the NFL literally released a video yesterday that named Deshaun Watson the 18th best player in the league <laughs> as part of their top 100 series. Oh no. Like you're going to name a guy a top 20 position at, at any position, top 20 overall in the league at 18 and give a tribute to him. But he's not playing. Or maybe he's playing, but we don't know. Yeah. That's that's a tough spot to be. Um, 
other other uh, noteworthy thing to mention, Deshaun Watson is currently going in round 13 of drafts. He's being drafted as quarterback 20 uh, on the off chance that he plays. Jason, would you take Deshaun Watson in round 13? Yes. Uh, I mean... How, how, how long would you sit on him? Name... Name a 13th round draft pick with more upside than Deshaun Watson. Um, they don't exist. There are none. Yeah. Oh. You, there you, are could argue, you could argue Trey Lance. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Trey Lance, he, Justin Fields. I mean, yeah. those are the only two that I would even consider. But it's Correct. do you want to deal with Deshaun Watson potentially even going so far as being like a healthy scratch? Yeah, he's just sitting on your bench, clogging up a spot. I do, you know, I wonder if they would say, like, just put him on the IR and then you could stash him somehow. Um, if they let you put him on the IR. ESPN yeah, was terrible about that Terrible about that with COVID. Do you think you're going to be good about that with a sex, a, a, I don't know, not a sex offender, but like a sexual assaulter? Yeah. Is that a sex offender? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, sh- sh- should be noted. T- tune in for our uh, episode or our podcast later this week, where uh, we'll be talking about some uh, draft tips and maybe some league setup stuff, uh, which that conversation would fall into. Um, My question for you before we move on is this: y- Yeah, he was wide receiver fifteen with Deshaun yeah. Watson. Yep. If Deshaun Watson sits, and it's Tyrod. Where does he finish with Tyrod? Um, I still think he's probably a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. I think he's a middle-of-the-road flex to a low-end flex. That's I fun. think Tyrod Taylor sucks. He's at least been around the NFL long enough where he's competent, and he he you would think that he would force-feed the only weapon he has, but maybe not. Yeah, I think he's going to force feed turnovers, but anyway, well, I don't know if Deshaun doesn't play, then that's probably the most pathetic team in the entire world. <laughs> like I, I, yeah. And I just want, I just want Trey Sermon for week 17 against that. That's all I want. Yeah, But all right. I think that puts a button on Brandon Cooks. If you're drafting Brandon Cooks, then that's what you, that's why you're getting the discount is because nobody knows if Deshaun's going to play. Yeah, I it think, should be noted that, that the over-under for Houston Texans wins this year is four. It is the lowest in the NFL, uh, a half win lower than the Detroit Lions. Uh, third worst uh, team is projected to be the New York Jets at six. Wow. I don't really bet futures. Just because so much stuff can happen, but mm-hmm. uh, interesting. All right, let's move on, shall we? Next up, we have Corey Davis. Uh, just 16 yards shy of 1,000 yards and five touchdowns through the air last season in only 14 games. Corey Davis was a machine for the Tennessee Titans at, at receiver last season. In what amounted to a a run first offense, what they ran the second most or third most rushing plays behind yep. the Patriots and Ravens last season, like yep. that was a run first team. If there ever is such a thing as a run first team, um, now he moves over to the New York Jets, 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 where he will be playing from behind all season. Uh, the Jets drafted Zach Wilson. In the first round, uh, see you later, Sam Darnold. Uh, Zach Wilson had the Jets on top of the Packers 17-14 on Saturday going into halftime. He went 9 of 11 for 128 yards and two scores. Back-to-back 18-yard little ropes to Tyler Croft. But Corey Davis finished with four catches on six targets for 70 yards. Like that? Corey Davis has been targeted on 77% of his routes run this preseason. 
That's a lot. <laughs> He's been targeted. I will say that again. Corey Davis has been targeted on 77% of his routes run this preseason. <laughs> Alex. He's Is that sustainable? The, he's the only player above 50%. Yeah, but come on. That, that doesn't count. Zach Wilson has targeted Corey Davis on 50% of his total drop back so far this preseason. <laughs> In two games with the Jets, he has run 12 routes, has 10 targets, six catches, 88 <laughs> yards. I'm just saying, I know we're talking micro, micro, micro sample size here, but like, come on. I'm just, it's just trying to establish a guy as a wide receiver one on a team that's going to be down all season and have to pass a million and one times this season. Did you know that Corey Davis had more 100-yard games last season than A.J. Brown? No. Interesting. <laughs> yes. He's currently going in the 100 at 118 overall or wide receiver 48, which is the middle to the end around 10. Like, name a guy. <laughs> He's the cheapest wide receiver one. He is a number one wide receiver going in the double digit rounds. Should not yeah. happen. Shouldn't. It's true. Like, um, um, unless your name is uh, Marquise Brown, and then that should happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent on that. Um, but yeah, he's just—he's an absolute stud. They got Zach Wilson. I'm a believer. He's had a great preseason. They both have. Um. I just think he's an exceptional value. If you can tell me I can draft a number one wide receiver in the 10th round, I'm going to draft a number one wide receiver in the 10th round instead of Gus Bus. Talking about That's... your sleeper earlier, because that would be much worse than Corey Davis. Corey Davis, hell of a pick in the 10th round. Corey Davis is currently going one pick before Gus Edwards. Should be um... going 10,000 picks ahead of <laughs> Gus Edwards. Uh, Michael Pittman uh, is an interesting name that's going one pick before Corey Davis, who's also maybe a, a, a wide receiver. One is he? Uh, him or it's him or Ty, right? Okay. Is Carson Wentz healthy? Uh, well, well, yeah. Is Zach Wilson healthy? Yeah, but he's a rookie. I'm just saying questions. There's questions, and Carson Wentz played like a rookie last year. I'm just saying there's questions. And I would probably rather have Corey Davis than Michael Pittman. I agree with you. Okay. I'm, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying that though, like other, other late wide receiver ones are, are technically still sitting there and in Michael Pittman slash T Y is going in round 12. Um, Marquise Brown is going uh, right at the end of round nine. Um, I, yeah, I would, but they have Sammy I, Watkins too. Yeah. I, I, again, one team is going to be throwing the ball way, 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 like not even in the same stratosphere more. And that'll be the Jets uh, versus we know what the Baltimore Ravens offense is going to be. Right. So when in doubt, follow the targets. Uh, Corey Davis should have plenty of targets. Plenty. I mean, his only competition is what Jameson, Jameson Crowder, uh, my guy from last year. Yeah, maybe Denzel um, Mims, but like, yeah. No, neither of them quite honestly it's Corey Davis yeah I like it so I just think he's a hell of a value and is definitely a flex play at at worst I think is a, a flex play so I like it alright well we will leave Corey Davis there go get him in all your drafts he's damn near free going in the 10th round so Hell yeah, of a sleeper. Speaking, yeah, speak, speaking of damn near free uh, is my next wide receiver and Marvin Jones in round 11. End of round 11, wide receiver 54. Uh, we are recording uh, as a game is going on right now between uh, the Saints and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, we'll be touching on Marcus Callaway here shortly and what he's done tonight, which is just crazy. 
But I did want to mention that Marvin Jones, who I'm actually hoping has, you know, would do nothing in any of these games, um, had four catches on five targets for 41 yards. Um, him and LaVisca are, are clearly going to be the two target hogs on this team. Um, even though I know DJ Chark is still there, um, but they signed Marvin Jones for, for a reason. And uh, so... Jason, how many uh, how many wide receivers in the last two years uh, have had nine or more touchdowns? Nine or more in the last nine, two years. Last two years, nine or more touchdowns. How many wide receivers? Eight. One. It's Marvin Jones. He's the only person. Oh, you mean in both years? Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you just meant at all in the last two years. Sorry. Nope. No, it's all good. He's the only person to have nine or more touchdowns both both years. The only guy. Huh. He's remark he's remarkably consistent. Did you know that he's had nine or more touchdowns in three out of four years? And the year that he didn't have nine or more touchdowns, he had five and nine games before he got hurt. Dude's a touchdown machine, man. And I, I know you can't predict touchdowns. No, no, you can't. But he's been a touchdown maker, man. This this is where you hate this so much. I, I I'm just like I'm just like, soaking. You want to know? You want to know what I think yeah. about this Marvin Jones yeah. pick? Yeah. Like, what round is he going in? Uh, he's currently going at the end of round ten. So you're telling me I have to decide between Marvin Jones and Corey Davis? Uh, no. Sorry, Marvin Jones is currently going at the end of round eleven. Okay, sorry. So twelve picks later. Yeah, correct. If you want to draft someone, so that way you know that you have <laughs> the roster space to make a free agency move <laughs> after week oh one. Oh my. Draft Marvin Jones. If you, oh my, if you're you, wrong, if you want to draft someone that's gonna go five for thirty, week one, draft Marvin Jones. If you want someone that is going to be dead weight on your fantasy roster for however long you decide to pity the poor soul and leave him there, <laughs> draft Marvin Jones. Uh, Darnell Mooney uh, is going uh, before Marvin Jones. I'd rather Jones. have Darnell. Marvin Jones is clearly going to be substantially better than Darnell Mooney this year. I would. I'll take that heads up. Okay, that's fantastic. Well, can we do second half of the season when Fields is playing? <laughs> can, we, can we? Can we do weeks nine through seventeen? No. Ah. No. Marvin but Andy Jones. Dalton can't throw a ball. Yes, he can. No, he can't. He sucks. Yeah. They, they all sucked. He sucked. Nick Foles sucks. Trubisky sucks. They all three of them suck. And I just want Justin Fields because Darnell Mooney is the real sleeper here because holy crap, why are we talking about Marvin Jones for three and a half minutes? Marvin freaking Jones. Let's talk about the number two receiver on what could be the worst team in the league this year. Yeah, draft that guy. Draft Sleeper. Marvin Jones. Sleeper. I said it before in a previous podcast. I'll say it again. My sleepers are guys that are going to outperform their ADP. Alex's sleepers are guys <laughs> that should be slept on. That's how he does sleepers. That's how I do sleepers. It's different. At least we don't repeat ourselves. I will gladly take Marvin Jones in round 11. I will. All right, fine. I'll do you one better. I will take you head to head Marvin Jones versus Marquez Calloway. Marquez no. Calloway is going undrafted. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The guy is going undrafted. He won't be going undrafted. Because we don't know what it's, what's going on with Michael Thomas. And Marquez Calloway had two touchdowns. No. You know what? Uh, I'll take, yeah, I'll, you know what? I, I, I was in a preseason game. I'm so scared. Okay, 
the only reason that I'm scared of Marquez Callaway. You're scared of Marquez Callaway? No, the, this is the only reason is because Jameis Winston and what Sean Payton does with throwing the football. It's the only reason I'm scared. Drew, I mean, Drew Brees has thrown for over 5,000 yards five times. Drew Brees isn't on the team anymore. I know, but guess who's also thrown for 5,000 yards? Jameis Winston has. Yeah, and he threw 40 picks doing it. 30. <laughs> but now he has LASIK and he can see. How, how many quarterbacks, Jason? He can, can see the dubs when he's eating them this season. Yeah. He couldn't see how- them before. <laughs> how how many quarterbacks have ever thrown for 5,000 yards? Before when? Ever. Oh, have? Uh, yeah. Six. I think it's nine. I nine? think it's eight. Dan Marino, Drew Brees, who's done it five times. Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Peyton Manning, Roethlisberger, Mahomes, and Jameis Winston. That's eight. Name the one who's not like the others. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So Drew Drew Brees has has done it five times. He's the only person to repeat throwing for over five thousand yards in the same offense that Jameis Winston's going to be stepping into. So if if Michael Thomas isn't going to play, then Marquez Callaway who apparently showed it tonight with two tutties over a hundred yards, five catches. Um, who's to in say the first he quarter? Yeah. Who's to say on he won't five targets? Yeah. Like, so that's why, that's why I'm not taking it. But yeah, I, Marquez Callaway currently undrafted. I'm very confident that will not be the case uh, going forward. And the first preseason game he had, he caught three passes for 61 yards on four targets going undrafted. Just saying. I think he's going to be the wide receiver one on that team while Michael Thomas is out. And a wide receiver one on a Sean Payton team should not be going undrafted. Nope. So are you so are you or are you not taking this this uh board bet? Marquez I'm taking Marvin Jones versus Mooney. You're not taking Marquez Callaway? You're too scared? No. Yeah. Wow. I am. Marquez Callaway. Got you shaking in your little red boots over there. Yeah, it's true. <sighs> All right. I, that, might, that might have to do it for these sleepers. There's a shame because I had a couple more guys I liked, but go get you some Marquez Calloway. Skip, skip Marvin Jones. Get you some Corey Davis. Get Brandon Cooks only if Deshaun plays. Get you some Javante Williams. Leave the Gus bus at the station <laughs> and get some Trey Sermon. Hey, Welcome to re- 2021 sleepers. Real quick before we go, uh, Cole Beasley is also going wide receiver 61. Why? Uh, he was wide receiver 26 last year. You hate him. That's why I had to mention it. Is is Jameis Winston a sleeper provided he's the starter? Yes. He, he was he was quarterback five. Um, Where would you rank years him? Ago. Where would you rank him if he starts all year? Um, top 12? I mean, how do you not put him in the top 12, right? Top 10? I think, I think that's pushing it. Because you're not going to put him above like Ryan Tannehill. No. Yeah, I put him at 11 or 12. I think he's a low-end quarterback one off the jump. I think he's going to have good games and bad games. It's kind of just been his career. But man, I tell you what, if you miss on that position altogether, it's not a bad guy to go out and get. No. Take him and Trey gonna... Lance. Yeah. I in mean, the last say, two rounds. Here, here are current rankings. Say stop when you would take Jameis. Josh Allen, Mahomes, Prescott, Murray, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert's eight, Ryan Tannehill's nine. I think this is the answer. Jalen Hurts is at 10. Ooh. Uh, Matthew Stafford's 11. Stop. Tom Brady's 12. Burrow's 13. I take him before Stafford and Brady. Yeah. And probably Hurts too. Hurts, I could coin flip that. Yeah. Probably, honestly though, probably Jameis over Hurts because I don't know if Hurts is going to start all season. 
Yeah, and it should be noted that Jameis Winston, when he was quarterback five a couple of years ago, he did have 59 carries for 250 yards uh, in that season as well. I know that you're not going to be taking him to run the ball, but I mean, he, he can move at least a little bit. There you go. Uh, the only other guy I want to give a shout out to is Logan Thomas. I think he has a very real chance to be in the top three of uh, tight end targets or targets at the tight end position. And uh, I tell you what, he's going a lot cheaper than the other, you know, two or three guys that are yeah. up there. So, yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we, we have not touched on the Clyde Edwards Hilaire um, injury, which is something to be keeping your eye on as we get closer to draft time. I do know that Andy Reid said it was a minor sprain, but he sprained the inside of his ankle, which I don't feel like one. No, it's not though, because usually like when you roll your ankle, you roll it to the outside. You very rarely ever roll it inside. Like that, that's what Michael Thomas was dealing with last year was an inside ankle sprain because he was blocking and the guy came up behind him and like rolled it in sort of thing. And obviously you had to have surgery. So it's just something to keep your eyes on. Like very rarely does anybody ever roll their ankle in like that. That's very unnatural. Like if you're sitting there, just like if you're driving or listening, like take your foot and like try to roll it in, like you just can't do it. So I, I have to feel like that's going to be a little more of an issue than they're leading on. Is it the Jarek McKinnon show? Well, I know that's your guy. You loved him like four years ago and we drafted really early in our league and then he got TKO'd before the season started and I've never seen you so heartbroken before. So, I mean, it's, it's him rough. or Daryl Williams, right? And Dar- I mean, Daryl Williams currently has a concussion. Um, again, they're saying it's minor, but uh, so Jarek McKinnon could have some value out of the backfield for the Chiefs this year. Again, they're both going undrafted, but just something to keep your eye on um, with with the CEH stuff. Uh, a couple other guys I want to just ask you if you have any opinion on are Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman. Uh, with Sammy Watkins out of Kansas City, uh, do you have any value or think that Demarcus Robinson or McCole Hardman can actually step up and produce? Or is it sort of just the one wide receiver show with Tyreek and then Travis Kelsey there. I mean, maybe if Hilaire misses some time and they have to just throw it a crap ton, do you lean anyway? That's a good question. I mean, so I saw Mahomes running for his life in the Super Bowl last year without an offensive line. And even in the last preseason game, he was running for his life without an offensive line. It kind of makes me want to discount everybody at least a little bit. And and I'm not saying that it's going to knock Tyreek off a tier one, but like, I think I'd rather have digs digs than him just because I know that they have a better offensive line. Really? Like, yeah, their their offensive line really scares me. Like that's a big freaking deal. They got Orlando Brown and Joe Thune. I just... Their their line is very very concerning to me. Okay. Um. So you won't have any shares of Demarcus Robinson or McCall Hardman then. I highly doubt it because people are going to take their Chiefs before I probably want to and would rather target guys that are considerably higher on the depth chart than them, which we just talked about. There you go. All right. Well. I'm going to leave it there. Well, get you some Trey Lance and Justin Fields. They're rookie quarterbacks. One of them is going to pop. Higher ceiling or more opportunity to explode sooner is definitely Trey Lance. Shani is already saying he doesn't know who his week one starter is anymore. So, (laughs) literally, uh, Trey Lance is going to take over much sooner than Justin Fields will. And I'm I'm a believer in both. So. Get you some Trey Lance. They're both you, going you, in the you, last round. Yeah, and I mean, Trevor Williams is, is currently going quarterback 14 in the 10th. I think he's clearly the guy that you'd rather have um, over any of them, but I'm not sure I like the price tag in round Trevor 10. Who? That, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Trevor Williams. I was like, what? No, sorry. I, I might have. So Trevor Lawrence. Um, Honestly, no. I, I'd rather have. I'd rather have Trey Lance than Trevor Lawrence. 
Eh, I don't think that's correct. But I'll, I'd, I'd I'll rather do that as a board bet. Uh, uh, fine. Deal. So I get Trevor. Trevor versus Trey. Trey Lance. Oh God, dude! If I don't win this year, I'm gonna be so freaking pissed. Um, but I I would rather take like a Corey Davis instead of a Trevor Lawrence in round ten by by a wide margin. So the the value that that you have is is clearly there. But yeah, I mean Trevor Lawrence is gonna be way better than Trey Lance. Okay. I, I like this. We need to keep talking so you can keep saying bad things that I can take advantage <laughs> of. Alright, we're going to transfer to our social media page. Everybody, if you could, please like, subscribe on whatever content platform you are listening, watching on. Um, please ring the bell if you're on YouTube. Please sub to us on YouTube. We are crushing the YouTube game right now. I'm just saying. We've added 20 plus subs almost 30 subs in the last week. You guys yep. are killing it. We got over that 200 sub hump that we were on. Um, oh. Man, our daily downloads are like double almost what they were this time last year. Um, you guys are incredible. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, yeah. Have a good night. Is it bad that I have not been able to fall asleep the last like week because I'm sitting there thinking about fantasy football. Like I have, I have not been this excited for a season since 2014 because the Cubs have been like competitive and be like having like important baseball games. And now that that's gone, I'm just like totally focused on fantasy football now. And I am so freaking excited after COVID crap year. Like I think this year is going to be, just awesome and i'm so freaking excited that football starts in two weeks i can't freaking wait well just don't think too hard while you're up late at night because you might hurt a brain cell and then if you do that you only have one left and it's not going to be good for anybody so you asshole thank you for listening to another episode of the fantasy football sackos podcast follow us on instagram and twitter at the ff sackos